myself and give myself away Capture our hearts, Jesus In our mind, in our spirit, in our soul The love you have for me goes back, way, way, way back on Calvary. Yeah, yeah. I belong to you, Jesus. I belong to you. Works for me. Yep. <laughs> Works for all of us. Rory Comtois worshiping live in the studio this morning. It is so powerful to have to have him here this morning. But you know, he's so gifted and anointed. I mean, he could sing about anything. Like if you just said, <laughs> okay, make a song about bed bugs. <laughs> like, like it would just be Oh, the bed bugs. <laughs> it would just be Don't don't encourage Beautiful. <laughs> Can you make a song about coffee? <laughs> That you know, that's so beautiful. That's wow. one of the great gifts, you know, God sets upon worship leaders, but especially Rory through so many years, I guess, I don't know, like 20 years, gosh, for we've been friends. And, you know, there's not a lot of artists out there that you could just sit at a piano and, and he would he would worship until God shows up, you know, mm-hmm. press in and make mm-hmm. a way. And I think that's the very heart of a worshiper. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think Rory embodies, one of my absolute favorite worshipers. Rory, there was a moment in your life, and you shared this with me when we went out to breakfast last time you were in. And I just I just have this picture of young people on that on that precipice of trying to make some big decisions in their lives. And you made a big decision when you were a teenager. And uh, we were talking about Burke Parsons last week, who had a very similar decision to make uh, as a teen. Would you mind sharing that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I gave, kind of grew up in a Christian home, just like a lot of us, and um, served the Lord, but I didn't really have a relationship with the Lord. I guess I just kind of went to church because uh, my family went to church. And it wasn't until about 15 where I decided, Lord, I'm going to dedicate everything in my life to you, Jesus. And um, so I started doing worship and realized then, you know, I was called to lead worship and mm-hmm. minister to people. And, and man, what an honor and privilege it is just to, to, be, to be called and be chosen to, to usher in the presence of the Lord. It, <laughs> it, even, it even feels weird to say that. You know, I don't even mm-hmm. like saying that. It's like, gosh. I can can I help you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But but uh, you know, God gives us tools and talents and, and anointings and callings on our life to reach people. Mm. And um, so I began to worship and lead worship and minister and and I think around twenty one or so. 
I received a call one day and it was really a famous producer. Um, I don't know if people know know who he is now, but because <laughs> I was talking to my son the other day, you know, he's 14 now, 15, he just turned 15, Bryson did. And um, I was telling him, I said, you tell him about my testimony. He was like, who's in sync, dad? Who's in sync? And he's like, boys, who, who are they? What? Who's Britney Spears, you know, and, and all that. And, um, uh, but I was I was sitting in, in my room one day and I got a phone call from a, a really well-known producer. His name is Johnny Wright. And uh, he produces, uh, right now he's he's Justin Timberlake's producer, Janet Jackson, Jonas Brothers. Um, man, it's really all the top dogs you mm -hmm. know, in the secular market and music musical world. And uh, called me when I was 21 and, and uh, I went into a closet and he said, can you sing for me? And, uh, and this is a song I sang, and I'll get back in, into the testimony, but I sang, I sang this. I said, Lord, I give you my heart. <laughs> I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Lord, have your way in me. I didn't even realize what I was singing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, know, mm -hmm. I, you know, and maybe it's, 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 it's the presence of God, it's anointing that even touched this man's life mm -hmm. when I was singing. Um, and the verse of this song says, it says, it says, This is my desire Everything I have within me longs to, I longs to give you, bring you praise. All that I adore is in you. In all those words, man, it's just like, it just speaks heaven, man. It just speaks mm -hmm. honor in Jesus mm -hmm. and that everything we do is in Jesus. And I didn't even realize and as I was sitting in that closet singing this to this man that I didn't realize what I was singing. Right. <laughs> and uh, three days later, they flew me down to Orlando, Florida uh, where I sat with uh, Johnny Wright and a couple other guys, Doug Brown. And um, these guys were like the guys that were in like CNC Music Factory like back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, everybody dance now. Uh, 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 yep. Yep, yep. That was going to be the background music for, for the show, but oh, we decided it wasn't going to be. Roller skate to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these are the guys, that, and, and um, these were some of the artists. Anyways, I sat down at a table with them and, and signed a six-year record contract um, with them to sing and, and, and dance and, and just, you know, go out there and make it. Everybody they produced has just been, gosh, I mean, everybody. And uh, I'm thankful that, you know, I'm, hopefully I can sing a little bit, but uh, 
They might have to put a little auto-tune on me, but at the same time, <laughs> I just, you know, I think I probably could have had a chance. And um, about five months into the record deal, where I had been going into some clubs and and just just tasting the world, I've never, I never did that. It mm-hmm. wasn't something that, that I believed in, something that I even wanted. Mm-hmm. But when, when, when the, the door comes knocking, sometimes we, we test it. Yeah. And, um, you know... I wanted the money, you know. I grew up in a, a poor family. Wanted the finances and um, wanted wanted to have boats. And I just started, you know, think about all the material things that we think about, things that we desire even now as Christians. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted that stuff so bad, and I was just like, man. So I took it. I took the bait and went. And, and uh, through that five month time, you know, I'd been a couple clubs and different things and seen things that I, I'd never seen in my life. And and in my spirit. In, in the innermost part of my life, my heart, there was a, a tearing going on uh-huh. and, and a ripping. And, and it felt like I was trying to maybe live on the fence. <laughs> uh, and I don't know about you, but I mean, that feeling right there, uh-huh. there's some people that are listening right now that are in that place. That's right. That they're living on the fence and they're, they're going, man, I can keep one foot in the world and one for, foot serving God and Man, it's there's no peace. None. There's no peace. There's there's just you can't sleep at night. I mean, you just stuff's going on in your mind all day long. You can't shut it off. It's almost like you have triple ADD. I mean, it's just like <laughs> you just can't focus. And mm-hmm. and God is saying, man, put put give me everything. That's right. And I had to make a choice one night. I went to a church service in Orlando, Florida. And the Holy Spirit was moving on my life, man. I still worship him like crazy, like with everything. Because that's what I believe we're supposed to do. When we praise God and worship God, we're supposed to bring everything to the Mm, table. Hallelujah. Sacrifice everything. And, you know, we come in looking good and our ties and all that. And God wants us to leave sweaty and ugly looking. (laughs) You know? I do that part well. (laughs) Because, you know, we we come in trying to look good for all the people at church. I'm going to look good today. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to look good in this suit. I'm going to put my best shoes on. And God's saying, I don't care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just want you to give everything to me. You know, just get dirty. Lay on the floor, you know. Mm-hmm. Just just come before me. I don't care about those material things. Mm. And um, I know I'm taking a long time with this. No, this is, this is powerful. This is something that I'm sure a lot of people are going through. Uh, you know, we've all been in, in the world, tempted by the world, continue to be tempted by the world. Absolutely need to hear these stories yeah and you know i think there's there's people i guess just right now man because the lord the holy ghost just prompted you to you know talk about this and i don't even really ever talk about this this testimony a lot i don't talk about a lot of things in my past because i'm believing god for an awesome and greater future in jesus mm-hmm. name you know <laughs> but these things really can minister to people mm-hmm. and so you know there's somebody out there today that's that's got decisions to make in their life and, and you might be your breaking point and god's saying come on Come on, mm. come on! Just take that step. But you gotta Bring be it. all in. Mm-hmm. You gotta be all in. You can't have one foot in the world and the other foot, and you'll be split apart. I mean, you'll be messed up. And all I in. want you to have peace and, and joy in your life and, and strength. If you're depressed, I want you to have joy, joy in the Holy Ghost. And uh, the night that I was, that everything changed for me. I was in a church service. The Holy Spirit was on me, man. I was crying, bawling before the Lord. Just worshiping God with everything, man. I, in fact, I'm like one of those guys that I'll go into church and, man, it's like I don't care what people think. I'm gonna dance, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna praise the Lord, 
uh, with everything. And I was doing that. And um, I looked up at the stage and, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, Rory, you're not supposed to be doing what you're doing. You're, you're, you weren't created for that. Mm-hmm. And this is what he said to me. He said, he said, I want you to lead people into worship. Because this, here's the difference. This is what happens when you lead people in worship. All the glory goes to me and not you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and what I was doing in the world, it was like bringing glory to myself, you know, singing at the Hard Rock Cafe and getting ready to open up and, and travel with great groups and artists and, you know, and it, it means absolutely nothing, man. We don't have the presence of God and we're changing people's lives. And see, there's worshipers in the world, but... But they're not worshiping the right thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they're worshiping their idols, but mm. God wants us to lay down our idols and worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Rory Comtois just sharing his heart, sharing his story, sharing his testimony. I'm going to go get some tissues, and you lead us in worship, please. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, right before I, I do that, that night that I, I chose, chose to to make a different path and and said, God, I give you everything. I said, Lord, I said, I don't know how I can get out of this. This was a six-year record contract that I'd signed, man, and it's almost like you sign it in blood when you do those things. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I've heard most people haven't been able to get out of those things. I said, God, I said, if you'll make a way tonight, I put a fleece before God. I don't know if we're really supposed to do that, but there's been a couple times in my life that I have Mm -hmm. because I've been so desperate where I've gone, God, I, man, I need you. And and you're the only way that can help me. Hmm. Man. You have the final say. God, you have the final say. Um, and I said, God, you have to make a way where there seems to be no way. And, and uh, I left church that night and went back to, to um, our manager's house. And, and during that time, I said, okay, God, if, if you put something in, and I know it's a sign from you, I'm going to take that jump and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this contract. And, and so something happened and, and I was able to, I felt, I felt it. I said, God, that's you. And, and, and so immediately I said, guys, you know, I can't be doing this. this I've got to, you know, there's, there's been some things that I've done that I've never done. And, and I don't want to do that. I can't live. I've got to live for God. Mm-hmm. I told him straight. And I said, I got to live for God. And I'm going to, I'm going to live all the way. I'm like either going to heaven or to hell. And I'm choosing heaven. Mm-hmm. And so that night, um, I chose heaven, man, and left the next morning and never went back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you what, about three years, and this is what the devil does we make those decisions as you make those decisions today the devil's going to come to you try to distract you try to say oh you can go back you can go back and for about three years i even i even had dreams at night and and sometimes nightmares and and things you know the enemy just trying to come in and Mm -hmm. get me to go back and and i just kept straight on that path man serving god and and staying in the presence of god the only thing that would give me peace was to sit down at the piano and just worship god and so uh, for you today, just, man, wherever you're at, man, just let the worship touch your heart today. Let the worship change your life. Let the presence of God just come in and invade your space today and just take over everything you have. He'll give you your dreams back. He'll give you the visions back that you've had that have been crushed so many times. God wants to restore that today in Jesus' name. He just wants to give you, he wants to give you everything. Just open your arms and and just lift up your hands and surrender everything to him today. As a sign of surrender, just by lifting your hands and say, God, I, I 
give you everything. I give you my heart, my soul, my mind, my spirit. I give you the great things. I, I give you the not so great things that are in my life right now. I give you everything. Then we can sing this song together. It says, it says This is my desire to honor you. Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. probably till I die. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be around a hundred or so, but, but it says, if not for grace, where would I be? And I think about my testimony and so many people's testimony and what you're walking through today. Where would we be today if it wasn't for amazing grace, God's grace on our lives? Save the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And here, here's the words of the song that says this. Says, where would I be? You only know. I'm glad you see through eyes of love. I'd be a hopeless case, an empty place. If not for grace And here's my testimony, it says this. I thank you for the things I cannot see. You've been a shelter. 
shelter in the storms of life a shield surrounding me whoa i thank you for the mercy you provided even though you could have walked away but just stayed a thousand times amazing grace how sweet the sound verse again it says I thank you for the things I did not see you been a shelter in the storms of life you're a shield surrounding me whoa I thank you for all the mercy you you provided even though you could have walked away just did a thousand times amazing, amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Oh Lord, I once was lost, but I thank God I'm found. I'd be a hopeless case, an empty place. If not for grace, I'd be a hopeless case, an empty place. If not for grace, oh, yeah, yeah. I believe the kids call it I'm wrecked. I am wrecked. Undone. <laughs> Undone. Wow. <It's> <laughs> wow. You, know, you know what's funny is, is you go back, I know Tim was back in those days too around the whole Gainesville worship scene and you know it's, he shared just a short part of it there but if you go back and look at all those years with Rory it was as if uh, you know you could see from the very early days mm -hmm. what an anointing he had mm -hmm. but it was like uh, success would always come up right close enough to smell and just get yanked away. <laughs> and I just remember <laughs> how it drove him crazy, you know, because you know when God's got a great plan for you. And, you know, I was just thinking as he was sharing that testimony, I remember back in those days, so many of us were, were praying for him when he was sharing, I'm going to Florida, we're going, don't do it! <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? I, it just, well, I guess what stepped in my mind was he was sharing was, you know, he had to do that because it really was going to be such a significant part of his testimony, his story, and what shaped him to, to, for God to encounter him. And I was just thinking, I know there's so many people that you're, you're watching someone that you just love, and they're just, you know, just in the wrong place, wrong time. And you're just thinking, you know, if I could just get them unstuck from stupid, it would be so good. But, you know, you know, God, God holds them. It's just like, you know, it's a little, mm -hmm. he comes to the field. 
he doesn't let them go and um, just uh, go crazy. He has a point and a purpose, and sometimes he holds us in those moments in in preparation because he knows the kind of anointing we're going to carry later on. And so, uh, my goodness. Mm. It's like those times he, he gives us over to our own desires just so we can see that they don't satisfy. Mm. Rory, thank you so much for, for sharing that. I, I, yeah. I didn't set you up for it. I, I just kind of threw it out there. <laughs> Which one are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, just just that, that powerful story. Well, you know, when we talk about this whole season, I mean, obviously, God puts all these things together. And so that, that fits very well with the, what we're talking about today is because this is some of you really, this the whole point of you even tuning in, maybe you're not even a regular listener. And the whole point of you tuning in was God was, this is that moment where God wants to just grab a hold of you. And this season of Elul, this begins at today is the first day of Elul. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. It's a time to be nurtured, to allow God to fix what has been broken and to nurture us back to a place of health and prosperity. And, you know, that story, I mean, obviously, he's just giving you the highlights of the story. But that was nurturing. God was nurturing him. He didn't cut him loose mm-hmm. and just say, okay, you want your way? Fine. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. He was nurturing him the whole time. And there are some things that have been recorded in our own in our life history that are just incorrect Mm -hmm. because god has come and he has dealt with them right and there's accusations and there's condemnations that have to be removed and mistakes that need to be reconciled and god wants to rewrite our story and change the way we see it Mm -hmm. because we and i'm i'm pretty sure tim can relate too you know, we couldn't see this part of the story back then. <clears throat> we could only see, well, are you crazy out of your mind? Because we could see all that gifting and anointing and thinking the last place this needs to go is to the world. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. uh, and so, God, there may be parts in your story that God just wants to rewrite. And it's and in a literal way, this season, this month of Elul, it's all about Moses. And because remember, well... What would it be? 80 days ago, 40 days ago, you know, Moses went up to the mountain, received the Ten Commandments, came down. They were worshiping around the golden calf, which is kind of an ironic story that goes with that one. <laughs> and he smashes the Ten Commandments, right? Mm-hmm. And then he has to judge and deal with the people. And then he goes back up to Mount Sinai for 40 days to intercede for the Israelites. And he comes back down to the camp. He didn't get to eat it all, so he can so relate to where David's at with all the sweets right now. <laughs> He's doing the Moses. But he comes back to the camp, and one day later, which would be today, on Elul, the first of Elul, God calls him back to the mountain to receive the second copy of the Ten Commandments. So, in other words, he's rewriting the story. He goes back just because it's broken to pieces doesn't mean it's over. And this day Mm -hmm. is is kind of that celebration. And he comes um, down as, as you go... 40 days from now, he'll come down the mountain uh, with the second copy of the Ten Commandments. And this was a whole new story, a whole new time, and a whole new life. So this 30 days of Lul, the 10 days of Tishri that get you to Yom Kippur, those 40 days are the time when Moses was on the mountain. And so, you know, as we get to next month into the new year, 
that first day of creation where God is going to say, let there be light. He is going to show you things that you've never seen before. There's a birth coming in in our lives. And that's what this celebration is, is, is to get us to there. And this season is called um, Teshuva. And a lot of times that's kind of translated as repentance, but it's not really that. Because he, uh, in Rory's case, it wasn't really repentance, wasn't what he needed. He needed to turn back to God. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's about. He, he, his face wasn't towards God. He was looking somewhere else. And generally, what Teshuva this whole se- little season is, is it's turning back to God. Because the minute you do, you're repenting. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're turning away from the things that you were after, the things that you were running after, and suddenly uh, God steps in. And when we do it with all our heart and soul and strength, our, di- our direction changes, our destiny changes, it all changes. You know, as you were sharing that, Ray, it just immediately struck me that that second time Moses went up to the mountaintop to get the commandments, it was like, for the second time, it was like that that promise of restoration. And as you were saying, it started, uh, you know, in this time frame, in this Hebrew season, it is also the, the creation of, of with the light and when he spoke light. And when you're talking about turning back, turning our faces back towards God, it's like when Moses came down from the mountain, he was face to face with God. And he came down with his face so in, enlightened. It was glowing, you know? And I just think, man, when we are face to face with the presence of God, there is a light that breaks through any and all darkness. Because, you know, Rosh Hashanah is a celebration, it's a creation of man, all right? Mm-hmm. So you have in the midst of this Elul the creation of light and all the, cre- all, all the days of creation, right? So think about what you just said there is when you encounter God, he restores that thing that was lost in the garden. Mm-hmm. You know, when, that, when the, the holiness, the, the, the anointing of mm-hmm. God stepped away and we walked into death. While he was up on that mountain, that was occurring, and when he came down for Yom Kippur, he brought something new. And we are restored. It's a wonderful season of restoration. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care how messed up you are. This is the season for your restoration. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're listening to a very special Reisenstein uh, <laughs> here at Victory 91.5. Rory Comtois leading worship. He'll be leading worship at the Church at War Hill on Sunday morning in Dawsonville. And then he'll be in Oakwood at Covenant Connection on Sunday night for an evening of worship. It could go an hour. It could go three days. <laughs> uh, you, you never know. And then it's, Pack a snack. <laughs> and then it's, then it's off to Israel for him in September where he'll be leading worship at the Feast of Tabernacles. We are 25 days away from leaving for Israel, and this is just a wonderful way to kick it off. It's Victory 91.5. Sewanee Dental.